Hello, Internet. Welcome to episode two of the Super Sibling Podcast. My name is Jared. I'm Seth. And I'm Keenan. And we still have no idea what we're doing. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> we're missing oh. Maya this week. She is under the weather, but, you know, that's just the way it goes. Actually, so, what did what did she say specifically in the chat? Let me find it. Literally dying? dying? Yeah. Yeah, she see. Uh, Which you would think as brothers we would be concerned, but Nope. Nah. Nope. No. Or no, we're not. She's she's come this close to dying many, many times. Yeah. I'm legit slowly dying. I don't know, guys. <laughs> I see, was about it's, to say it's like, only I mean we're dying. all slow right, we're all slowly dying. So yeah. So we're totally fine. <laughs> Every second we get closer to the eventual heat death. <laughs> Good job. Making it <laughs> So I told I told Steph today that um, I had this morbidly funny idea, which I'm not going to do because I don't know how to do it, but make a tweet bot that every day at the same time posts a message. You know, like the safety records that you see at work, like uh-huh. six days since the last accident, be like yeah. every day post another um, tweet, like five days, six days, seven days, si- wait, yeah, five days, six days since a nuclear disaster or something like that all related yeah. to trump be like since the nuclear apocalypse you know oh no wait five or six days with oh, without 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 a nuclear apocalypse that's what i was yeah. trying to say yeah but yeah and then when it eventually happens it'll reset yeah reset to zero <laughs> there there is a way to do it because i actually have a twitter bot so i know you do yeah um it was incredibly hard to figure out Really? Like, I was fighting it for two days until I finally got the algorithm to work. I wonder if it's and, easier now. I mean, it's 2016. Yeah, I mean, I set it up in 2014, and that program actually runs in the background through my computer. Oh, really? Via the, via the command prompt, yeah. And well, wait, uh, minute. wait, 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 wait. Jared, did you just say it was 2016? Because uh, you really don't you don't want that to be 2016 again yeah oh, really no. i'm i'm yeah but i don't want it to be today either so i'm just kind of digging in my heels but you right, really really don't okay. want it to be 2016 all right yeah I'm, poli- okay i'm, I'm politics is not on the politics it's not on the docket for today it's, it's not on the agenda for today so all right um, not that i'm yeah, against it but you know all uh, I was saying was, yeah, it was. It's incredibly difficult to figure out, and the one that I have is a random tweet generator based on another account, mm-hmm. so it's actually got content to work with. So you would have to basically uh, create a separate algorithm specifically to generate content based on, uh, you know, this such and such many days since. So it'd have to have the same content, and then the yeah. You guys are far more sec- tech, <coughs> uh, tech savvy. There goes my dyslexia. Uh, sec tammy. Um, <laughs> I do that too. I've done that too. But and yeah. then I am because there is no way I could ever figure and most of the stuff you guys do out. I just all I know is that I can do a video chat with my device. Barely. That's all I need to know. So, wasn't planning on this, but. You brought up the dyslexia. Do you ever drop that on people? Be like, hey, by the way, I I have this. When when I was, um, when mom and dad first had me go to the doctor, get diagnosed and all that jazz, I hated that idea. Mm -hmm. And I I didn't like it at all. Mm -hmm. 
But like a year or two down the road, I was just like, you know what? There's no change in anything about this, about me. It's not like it's a horrible um, sort of thing about me. It's not like I read backwards or anything like that. It's just a, yeah. you know, a lot of people have it. Yeah. Uh, they don't even know it. And so I started dropping it on people at work and sometimes and they'd like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. <laughs> I feel like I... I I, there was a point, a moment in my life where I just I milked it for all it was worth, and then it it got old. Yeah. To my to me, so I stopped doing it. Yeah, I I don't think I ever did, when because I did the same thing. Mom and Dad wanted to make sure it wasn't crazy, I guess. So, <laughs> uh, but you know, the Dad found out like, you know, they took me to the uh, what do you call that vocational? It was not really vocational rehab, but they took me to the university so they could run a bunch of tests on me. And they're like, yeah, you have AD, a form of ADHD. It's visual spatial. So don't pick up on nonverbal cues and all that. So dad's constantly like reminding me of this. And I'm like, dad, I'm, I'm okay. Like <laughs> I, I, I could still, I'm a functional member of society and I'm not that awkward. Sometimes. So with I'll pick me, up what you're laying down dad and, so stop. <laughs> yeah. With me with the apraxia the the I the filter basically where I know what I want to say but something in my brain misfires and I can't actually get the words out. Yeah. Um <laughs> or so, you just say <laughs> Yeah, well, which I mean there's putting your foot in your mouth and then there's this. Um so I don't bring it up to people just because um but every now and then if someone's really pushing my buttons or it's just been an exceptionally bad day, um, <laughs> then I'll, I'll just be like, Hey, you know what, by the way. So I actually had that happen a couple months ago at youth group because this kid who you know, I love him and his family to death, like great people. And he just, you know, made a comment. He's like, yeah, you were really stumbling over your words tonight, weren't you? And, <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, I do have a speech disability. His eyes got as big as saucers. <laughs> Pastor Jared, I am so sorry. I'm like, look, man, if I couldn't handle it, I wouldn't be doing this. You're okay. So then we got yeah. into just a discussion as to what it was and everything. And so he was super apologetic. But I'm like, look, like I'm, I don't <laughs> expect people to know that I don't talk about it for that exact reason. And if I was super self-conscious about it, I would actually – be like, hey, my name is Jared, and I have a speech disability, <laughs> or something. Yeah. You know. No, Jared, I don't remember. Did you get yours diagnosed early on, or yeah. um, because, um, well, I was just asking because I got mine when I was a sophomore in high school. I was diagnosed when I was like four because I wasn't actually speaking real words until I That's was around right. four. Um, yeah. However, mom and dad never took me to the doctor later on and we never had the school do anything for me because it was just kind of oh he kind of grew out of it but I didn't it's the way I've explained it to other people is you know when you get hyper focused on like your fingers or something like that like you are acutely aware that you're touching something or you're moving something that is how I feel 100% of the time with my mouth so I am constantly hyper-focused on the shapes my mouth is making in order to make the words I'm trying to say. Mm. So 
that's it. And there's definitely times when I'm tired, I make much larger and more frequent mistakes. So there's been times at youth group where I'm like, okay, hold on, give me a moment because I have to recollect myself and everything. But it's not something yeah. that stops me from doing my job or stops me from interacting with people. Like Keenan said, you know, I'm, I'm a functional member of society, <laughs> um, yeah. but it's still a pain in the butt. So yeah, is, right. But is that's, Maya the that's only the... one that's normal <laughs> out of the four of us. Like yeah. the three it's of so us far. all have, yeah. <laughs> as far as we know, except that she's <laughs> constantly dying. So correct. Yeah. I mean, she does have that ailment. Yeah. She, she's got melodrama. <laughs> <laughs> you know, see the reason why I brought that up is because like, when I was a sophomore in high school, that's when I was diagnosed mm-hmm. with mine. Yeah, same here. And I, I despised school yeah. for what they did to me because of this disability that they said they had. They took me out of art classes, which at the time, you may remember, I wanted everything to do with art. Oh, yeah. And so they took me out of an art class to put me in this reading class where all you did for a period was you had to read and take different tests on what you read and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and it was just to me it was just this why on earth would i want to do something i'm no good at Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know rather than be in a class that i want to be in yeah And, and i just remember being so angry about that and i think uh it uh it really just ended up ruining some things to do with art for me but that's a whole another topic in general but yeah 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 i was i i kind of when i was in school i did try and like use the system to my advantage once i was diagnosed because i'm like okay cool so this means like i have trouble keeping up with notes in class because i was a really slow writer uh you know i was i was a fast reader but slow writer so uh i tried to work my 504 plan uh to accommodate teachers giving me an outline of their notes so i basically (laughs) either didn't have to write them down at all or i could at least write them down at my own pace so that way i could listen and write down at the same time because i couldn't do both Mm -hmm. uh but once I got out of high school, I think dad made it clear to me early on. He's like, he said, you need to be able to, uh, you know, be aware of this disability that you have, but also, you know, work extra hard to pay attention. You know, other may, other people may take it for granted, but for you, you're going to have to work extra hard at it. Mm-hmm. That way, you know, you won't call attention to yourself and things like that. So I think over the past three or four years I've been able to do that mm-hmm. at least a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't typically bring it up anymore unless I'm in a relationship. Like with Ash, I told her that, you know, Hey, you know, I've got this thing. Sometimes I don't quite get, you know, nonverbal cues. Like, you know, your mom, for instance, giving me the glare because I cut her off mid conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it's those types of things that I don't even realize I'm doing sometimes, but then sometimes I do catch myself yes. and that's because I've started like watching myself, so yeah. to speak. You know, Ken, when you said uh, how you took advantage of that in school and stuff, got me thinking, uh, what's that thing Bill Cosby says? We are dumb. But, but we, we are not, not so dumb. dumb. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I did the same thing because all I knew 
the only benefit to me was that I didn't have to take a foreign language. Yeah. Yeah. Which is and stupid. the way they explained it to me was that you don't have to take a foreign language because you can you're not so good with English anyway. And <laughs> it's like so Brian Regan said words putting together a thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Isn't that didn't it's Brian so, Regan say something like that? He I was like right. he's like, Man, I barely know English. <laughs> and so since you can't really do that, we're not gonna make you do foreign language. And if a college wants to accept you they can't make you take a foreign language. So I was like, this is my golden ticket here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually but, didn't get, well, yeah. so I was diagnosed when I was younger and it had no effect on me scholastically until my last two years of college, actually, mm. because I was really struggling in a couple classes at Multnomah and like I would spend hours and hours and hours studying and I was still getting D's and C's and I, I just, something wasn't clicking. And Stephanie, at first she didn't understand because school always came easy for her, but then she was watching me and she saw how much work I was putting into it and not getting anything out. So that's when she started to understand. And we actually had me tested again, which cost like 300 bucks or something. Um, one of the, one of the department heads at Multnomah um, said that she would offer to do the official testing and everything for me. Um, mm. And mainly like what I was looking for is I, I just wanted to be able to write papers instead of do like fill in the blank tests or something because I love mm. writing papers. I love writing, but fill in the blank. They should be illegal. I hate those tests so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, They're pretty bad. Unfortunately did not get that. Um, however, the, what they did give me is extra time on the tests. So I didn't stress out in having to finish at the right time. Uh, right. you know, if I needed 20 extra minutes, I got it. Um, so things like that, that was helpful, but it was also helpful just as an adult being told you're not crazy. You do have some issues and let's, let's work with it, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was helpful. But it's definitely not something that's, you know, life changing in the negative way. It's just kind of, okay, this is a part of me and I'm going to learn to work with it. So, yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah, was, but, I don't, I don't think that was on the ticket for discussion today. <laughs> it wasn't. Well, Seth brought up the uh, dyslexia. And I was like, Hey, you know what? So yeah. Hey, um, why not? Yeah. That turned hey, into like good. a 15 minute segment. That was good. Yeah. Psychologists are gonna listen to this and be like, "Whoa, this family screwed up." <laughs> what a, what a dysfunctional family. <laughs> hey, so last time, because like we were meaning to do this like end of December, and it just has kept getting pushed back. But I had yeah. this idea of spoilers and how you avoid them. Mm-hmm. So, do you remember when? Uh, whichever Harry Potter book it was, but Dumbledore dies, you know, and people were uh, the sixth book, the sixth book. Um, oh, yeah. People were so ticked, you know, if, if you let it on or something like that. Yeah. And then it became almost like a meme later on online where it was just kind of Dumbledore dies, you know, it's just thrown out there. It's right up there with Darth Vader is Luke's dad. You know, it's just a spoiler that is not really a spoiler, but it is, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. It's so, a crucial plot point that everybody knows about. Or they should know about. 
and everything. Right. So I, I just found it have, funny. Have you seen videos that people take of their kids finding out that Darth Vader's Luke's dad? Yeah, I was, I was just about to to mention that. I've, I saw like a montage of videos of parents filming their kids seeing <laughs> yeah. that for the first time, and I saw this one video. Oh my gosh, I was laughing so hard. The kid was like, "Yes, yes, that one." Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it was so funny. I love it. I was and like, I, I can't wait to do that to my kids. I cannot wait for Riley to find out. But I don't okay. know if I can prevent her from finding out before. And sure that's you can. It's like because it's a spoiler, but everyone it's such an ingrained part of our culture. Yeah. I'm not yeah, sure but if really, she won't find out before she's old enough to be able to see it and understand it. You get what I'm saying? The only way the only way she's gonna find out is if she reads about it on the internet, and at four years old, I doubt you're going to let her do that. <laughs> or B, or B, you deal with a jerk adult who's like, hey, Santa's not real, and Darth Vader is Luke's father. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, like Halloween or something, you know, somebody's dressed as Darth Vader, I am your father, or something like that, you know? Yeah. It totally would give it away. Yeah. You know, you could just keep her, you, you could just keep her, you know, in the house for four years, and then like, Okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of turn that a little bit because okay. I was just talking to Grace about this. Okay. Um, the the aspect of kids, mm-hmm. sorry, Keenan, um, and how how they are going to relate to um, either you or your spouse in terms of their likes and dislikes. So, like, I have I have two girls, and Already, you can tell Emma is a is Daddy's girl, mm-hmm. and Quinn is one hundred percent Mommy's girl. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, I mean, it got me thinking. You know, hmm, is one is one or both going to be you know grow interested in um you know geeky things like Star Wars or Lord of the Rings or whatever, yeah. or are they going to be you know, more into grace and hearse things, you know? Yeah. And, you know, you have with Riley, I know you and Stephanie have really pushed, uh, you know, like we are a nerd family. And oh, we are very, that's just, very much nerds. That's just, this is what you're growing into. You yeah. don't have a choice. It's, I actually, I wrote about it a couple months ago for, for another site that, that asked, well, they invited me to, to share, and I wrote about passion and how I think it's important that everyone has their own passion. I love movies, mm. but if Riley gets older and she doesn't like film, I can't, under good conscience, force her to be like, now we're going to study this movie. What did you learn? You know, that type of thing. <laughs> if she likes books more, that's totally fine. But if she likes something else more, that's really fine too. I think it's important to encourage everyone to find something that they love and to be passionate about it whatever that be so right now because she's not old enough there's just nerd stuff all over her bedroom and that's just the way it's going to be but as she gets older if she's just like no i'm not really into having star wars in my room dad or or whatever then that's just the way it's going to be however part of you 
if she says she doesn't like Calvin Hobbes, I might disown her. So yeah, no, I was going to say, if she's like, yeah, I'm not really into Star Wars, a part of you inside will die. Oh, yeah. Well, I've been slowly getting ready for that because Steph's not really into Star Wars. Yeah. So. I'm... Grace isn't Let's really see. into Star Wars either. But, my... but. but I was proud of my wife the other day. <laughs> did, you, did you see that? No. What happened? We were... I had mentioned in when we restarted the Bennett clan, which uh-huh. is our uh, thread on um, text messaging that we do. Yeah. Um, and uh, we re kicked it off on the iMessage mm-hmm. instead of having it with WhatsApp. And uh, you had named it, you know, um, the, the return, return of, of Bennett, return of the, return I, of the I, Bennett clan. I actually named that. Yeah, and, I, and then and I wasn't then, even thinking about Star Wars until Jared named Super Siblings. And then he says Super Siblings Strike Back, which yeah. is why I said um, I liked how whoever named this did Star Wars. But then my wife surprises me by in, interjecting and saying, um, or it could be Lord of the Rings, you know, Return of the King. And I was like, <laughs> I love you, woman. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I, I actually I wasn't even thinking about either Star Wars or Lord of the Rings for the Super Siblings chat. No way. I was thinking of uh, OC Supertones. Oh my gosh! Supertones strike back. Yeah, like that. You know. But yeah, I, and then I, and then I, I, I noticed later so. I'm like Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back. Right. Yeah. That's what I thought, and I was like, "Oh, well, that was done on purpose." And no, it, it that was wasn't. that was a and total coincidence. Out, it it was, was a coinkadink. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow! Okay, Ken, you yeah. need to catch Seth up to speed on the Nintendo Switch. Okay, I was I was, I was going to yeah I was going to segue us into that when we were talking about you know kids, and I said my kid will play video. You mean games. you're not going to segue us out of dyslexia into Nintendo Switch? <laughs> we're going to switch. <laughs> no, did I you... can't handle it. Too many swatching. Wait, did you watch the press conference, Seth? I did not watch the press conference. Okay, so did you didn't get that a... reference Jared just made. I I did take a crash course on just different. Like I went on Gizmodo and IGN and different things, and right. just kind of took a crash course of you know what to know about it. But that's so, as far as my knowledge goes so basically about a week ago i would say, yeah it was about a week ago uh nintendo revealed their new console that's going to be out at the beginning of march the nintendo <coughs> switch so um if you're listening to this podcast and it's in the future it's probably already out but right now it is in between announcement and release and uh, i gotta say i'm pretty excited for it i thought it was cool looking but then once I actually saw like the proof of concept and, you know, I, I really think like this is the future of like all electronics, like every we're going to have like just a one device for everything. You know, you're going to carry it around, you put it in the dock, you play your video games, you remove it from that dock, you put it in the kitchen and you're able to, you know, watch a cooking show like sort of Netflix sort of thing. You take it out of the dock and you. Uh, go and put it in another dock and you're able to do your banking and all that. I mean, everything I think. We're just going to have a one device that'll just be everything. I mean, think about how much storage they can fit now in a micro SD card slot. I mean, in, in a micro SD card 
we're no. able to cram more and more information and more and more tech in a smaller devices. So eventually we're going to have like Xbox one, PS4, Nintendo switch consoles mm-hmm. that are the size of a cell phone. And you know, you can dock it in just about anywhere. Now I want to um, throw a wrench in this here because I'm that way. And, uh, <laughs> I love doing that. And, um, the I I think that that is a good point, Ian. The whole um, being it an all in one. one device thing, that whole one right. device thing. Um, the thing that I was I would say about that though is that Nintendo, I believe, has a problem of being late to the game, so to speak. They oh, yeah. um, they are uh, constantly being behind in terms of internals graphics and such which is not necessarily a bad thing they do put a lot of focus on their branding and their characters which is great um but like with the release of the switch i was reading that nintendo has said that they are only partially you know kind of just eh, so so concerned about it being 1080p but it's really not that big of a deal but we are moving progressively faster and faster towards 4k like you know 4k is starting to be more affordable for the general consumer then it's kind of like you know oh well there you go nintendo i i thought you had it but now you just prove that you're still one step behind well okay so i don't know if that's an issue though because if you know that you're good at something you refine that, and it doesn't really matter if you're bleeding edge. And this is coming from somebody who loves bleeding edge tech. If Nintendo can pull off the having a home console that delivers, you know, 60 frames per second, 1080p on the on the television, but you can then take it in the car, even if it's you know 720 and you know slightly less so. I, I don't think that there's a problem because nobody else is doing that. Yeah. You have an Xbox that, you know, the Xbox One can play 4K and everything, and it, it looks fantastic, but you are limited to home. So, yeah. yes, you could make the argument that the Switch is, you know, too late to the game, but they are doing something that nobody else is doing, which is a home console that you could theoretically take over to a friend's house um, or take it on a road trip and everything. And the whole uh, USB-C thing is, I think, the killer part of it. Oh, because yeah, absolutely. Because it no longer limits them. You know, I, I have not explained but, Okay, so USB-C is a widely adopted, uh, fairly new uh, charging port and information transfer, uh, transferring port. Uh, in fact, my phone, the LG V20... Uh, before I switched phones, uh, that had a USB-C port on it. The uh, new, the new MacBook USB-C. has a US, USB-C. It's a smaller port. Okay, uh, but it's a, an updated version of USB. Right. Yeah. So, so it, here's okay. the key, though. USB is universal serial bus. That means it's not tied to a particular company. Correct. This thing is being adopted by Apple, by various Android manufacturers like LG and and eventually Samsung. Yeah. And things like that. 
So now you have Nintendo also joining in. So these battery... Which is like the first time for them. Yeah, which is insane. Because they always make proprietary ports. So the battery pack that I carry with me in my bag to plug in my phone or my computer... Um, I, when I get my new computer that has USB-C, I can carry one battery port. I can and one charging in, cable. Yeah, I can plug in my computer or my phone with an adapter or the Nintendo, Nintendo Switch. Switch. Yeah. You know, really, Which, like, yeah, out and... of the tech that I would be carrying around, the odd ones out would be the iPhone 7 Plus, oddly yeah. enough. Yeah. Like, the new, the new GoPro has USB-C. You know, it's, yeah. it's going to be everywhere. So the fact right. that Nintendo is doing that on a console that can be portable, <laughs> that is a game changer, I think. It's huge. Yeah, and that kind of negates the whole battery life. People were kind of wondering, they're like, oh, the battery, it might not be long. <laughs> it, abs- it absolutely doesn't matter anymore because you can either take a charging cable with you or you can just plug in a battery pack and there you can play Breath of the Wild, New Zelda game for 10 hours straight. Yeah. Well, like so. imagine going to like the retro gaming expo in portland keenan and you're standing in line yeah. you can take that with you bring a usb-c cable with a wall plug and then yeah. just sit there playing oh i can already see that happening next oh, yeah. year like Absolutely. there's going to be dozens of people in line with their switches which is <clears> going to be cool because then people can you know do local mario kart and all that stuff so yeah i, um, I don't get me wrong i am excited about this and it is probably the first Nintendo console that I have actually been relatively excited about. I was not excited about the Wii or the Wii U. Um Oh the... come on, you were excited about the Wii. When mom and dad surprises with the Wii, we're all freaking out about it. <laughs> just no, that's they... just because mom let a video game system into the house. Yeah, that was also right a shock. There, right there, Jared. <laughs> that was the only reason I was excited. Okay. Holy crap. Mom actually let us get a video game system. Yeah. It's like well, the classic movie that we all love to hate. Mom, don't touch it. It's evil. You know, that's yeah. what you think of with mom and video games. So, yeah. Love you, so, mom. Let, I know that you're listening at some point, but it's true. Let Let me make a counter argument for uh, the argument regarding the power of the, of the Nintendo Switch. Okay. Okay. Nobody is under any illusion that the Nintendo Switch is going to be on par with the Xbox One and PS4. Like, it's just not going to happen. It's obviously more powerful than the the Wii U. Mm -hmm. And by extension, it's more powerful than the PS3 and uh, Xbox 360. So uh, my counter argument is we've reached a point, as far as technology goes, where it's so incremental that it really doesn't matter anymore. I mean, for a while, they were porting, you know, the same games on Xbox One to the Xbox 360, and PS3, PS4. So uh, unless you're one of those people who are like, I need to compare and contrast the differences, the average consumer isn't going to tell the difference between a version of the game on the Nintendo Switch and the version that's on the PS4. So mm-hmm. for instance, yep. Skyrim was announced for the for the Nintendo Switch. This is which the is... key thing. This is the reason why I'm getting it. Yeah, I know. It looks cool, but the fact that I can take skyrim in my pocket anywhere take my money nintendo yeah jared jared can jared can play skyrim while pinching a loaf and he's super excited about that like that'll be the fourth time i've bought that game and i'm not ashamed of that it may be six years old or five years old or whatever but yeah it it is going to be the special edition because they're they're updating it yeah 
for the new consoles. Yeah. And again, it's not going to be as, you know, the visual fidelity is not going to be the same, but the average consumer doesn't care as long as the core yeah. gameplay is the same. And you are right, Seth, in that Nintendo has been, you know, one step, two steps behind their competitors for probably the better part of the last 10 years. Right. Uh, but that's not always, that's not to say that they haven't always been about power. Mm-hmm. Like the NES. Huh. Way to way to make a slogan, Keenan. What? <laughs> power. <laughs> yeah. Nintendo now power. you're playing with power. <laughs> <laughs> so even back in the NES days, like their competitor was the Sega Master System. The Sega Master System was more powerful, but Nintendo had the third party support back then. So it, it really didn't matter. And it was close enough that, again, you wouldn't really be able to tell much of a difference. Mm-hmm. And then the Super well, Nintendo came out, and the no. Super Nintendo looked just as good, if not like it had the better games than the Genesis version. That is always to <clears> be <throat> debated. I mean, the Nintendo 64, which is like my favorite console. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the power is right there in the name. Like, it's a 64-bit architecture. Like, they were like, that's what they were pushing over the PS, PS1. But nobody cared. Right, because they used cartridges. And right. they kept making dumb business decisions that mm-hmm. hindered, you know, developers mm-hmm. to bring their games to the console. Like Square Enix, or I guess Squaresoft at the time, they couldn't bring Final Fantasy VII to the N64 because it just wouldn't fit. Yeah. You know, like they had to use an optical format. No, and... don't get me wrong, Ken. I, I totally agree with you. I was mainly playing devil's advocate there. And as a consumer, you can't, I mean... As far as 1080p to 4K, there is a difference. Oh, you can't 100%, see it. Yeah. Oh, you there's there's 100 percent a difference. But you here's... can see a difference. But as far as it changing your experience, not all that much. No. And again, it depends <laughs> on the consumer. Some people honestly can't tell the difference between a DVD and a Blu-ray, which, which just blows my mind. It hurts me. At, yeah, at, it at does. A soul level. Or when people say, you know, my Netflix stream is just as good as the Blue Way. I'm like, get out of my house. <laughs> yeah, so we're talking about the difference here between VHS and DVD and Blu-ray and 4K. You know, yeah. 4K is a step up from Blu-ray, but not everyone's going to notice. And the core experience of a Blu-ray is still really good. But Whereas if also... you're jumping from... Go ahead. I think it's if you... Like what I said before, if they do something and do it well. Yeah. Because the the gripe that I hear often about Xbox and PS4 uh, with the with some of their games is like fl- words. Frame rates will drop out. Right. You know, if Nintendo is able to like on on the Switch itself when it's portable, hit 720p and keep it a steady frame rate and not let it lag, I'm totally fine with yeah. 720. You know, yeah. if it's a well, it's 60 30 frames, yeah, 60 or 30 yeah. or, frames per second or whatever. Yeah, even if it's 30 frames a second, that's totally fine. Yeah, if it's solid, that's, yeah. that's the thing. So and, it's, okay, pick your resolution and stick to it instead yeah. of trying to go bleeding edge and not being able to do it well. Yeah, that's and that's where works. that's where a lot of companies have problems. So these, you know, AAA titles, everybody complains about it. Oh, it's got so many bugs out the gate. It's because they're trying to be bleeding edge because yeah. that's where we've gotten to this point. Like we have to have the absolute best, yeah. you know, and I'm all for the absolute best. Except you're Except not. For- OK, you're, you're not. not for the absolute best. Let's let's talk about <laughs> your punk decision. Hold on. A punked phone. 
Okay. It's not done with the Nintendo Switch. Hey, you ruined my segue. It was okay. A, it was a fantastic. Segue. All right, all right. Was, I brought it upon it was myself. around the corner, and then suddenly <laughs> you, you, yeah, you jerk. I, I yeah. saw it happening, and I was like, I would have punched him if I, I was like, stop it, stop it. You're ruining it. Yeah. Anyways, <clears throat> phones. Well, yeah. Are we gonna talk about that? I think I think we need to because I attempted, and now I'm just limping through the segue. So okay, yeah. all right. All right. I love my iPhone 7 Plus. Love it, love and it. And I am it. jealous of Jared's iPhone 7 Plus. It has I... some issues, like, but mostly software. There's sometimes when I will um, swipe down to search for Maya or Keenan or Seth or, or somebody else to text, and for some reason it won't actually pop up with their name. Like, it'll show their name but not an icon, so I can't actually click on it, so I have to close the search open it back up and then it'll it's like the the software can't keep up that's the type of stuff that bugged me about the iphone granted i had an iphone 6 plus and it was running the same software as your phone but it was just like stuff like that it would it would bug out on me software issue that's not a hardware issue okay hardware itself i love the hardware of the 7 plus right and there's nothing wrong with the hardware the hardware of the lg v20 is awesome well except for the battery Except for the battery, right? <laughs> so, but the software also was kind of buggy. Yeah, uh, in fact, a lot buggy. So, um, so Keenan is actually putting together a video review of various phones that he's picked up, and I'll put a a link in the description of this podcast to that video when it's up. Uh, but Keenan, give us a quick rundown, like what happened and why did you switch and and all that. Okay, so basically, I've had. Uh, the LG V20 since November, you know, I was enjoying it for a while. The reason I got it was for the DAC in the phone. Quad DAC. Allowed for the quad DAC in the phone allowed for excellent, excellent audio uh, and high fidelity audio files. Uh, which which Keenan is crazy about audio. Mm-hmm. Right. It's And it sounds great. I mean, once you hear the difference, it's hard to go back. Like I have an iPod classic now and I can hear the difference oh, yeah. just in the playback through the iPod. And it kind of bugs me, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm just going to have to get over this. It's okay. Uh, so, But the reason I, I dumped the smartphone was for a couple reasons. The first one being that the LG V20's battery is absolutely terrible. Like doing basic functions, like not even browsing the web that much or watching videos, the battery would drain in five hours, which is miserable. When it can't even and- get you through a work shift. Right. If it can't get me through a work shift or it can't get me through the day when work might call me. Yeah. And that's the main reason I need a phone. Yeah. Then we have a problem. So that was my biggest thing. But then the other thing was I was really starting to feel like, you know, oh, we're we're too glued to our smartphones in this day and age. You know, I can, you know, I can't make it through a shift without, you know, checking my phone and seeing what's, you know, happening on Facebook. I'll go to Facebook. I'll close Facebook, go to Twitter, close Twitter, and immediately go back to Facebook. I mean, we're just constantly looking for something to, you know, distract us with. So off the grid. And well, it's not that I want to go off the grid because I mean, no, I still I want to. Right? Yeah, you're ridiculous. Um, and I still want to be connected, and I still want to, you know, uh, be able to talk to people. But the thing is, as I was looking around, you know. Up from my smartphone, I started to notice everybody else 
has their faces glued to their smartphone. So I'm like, you know what? Something's got to change this year. So I'm going to get rid of the smartphone and just go back to a basic phone. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. So I actually purchased three different phones because why the heck not? You know, um, I purchased a Nokia phone, which is basically brand new, a blue phone, which I really don't care much for. The only reason I bought it was because it was just as cheap. It was like 18 bucks. And then I bought this one, the punked phone. And this one is $300. Really, really... Yeah. But it's really nice. <laughs> like you can, tell, you can tell 200 of those dollars went into making this phone very premium. The last hundred dollars probably went into the design of the packaging. I'm not gonna lie, because the packaging's <laughs> the packaging's pretty premium. Because like it, you open it up and it's like slanted towards you, and the yeah. cardboard's really nice and all that. So no, seriously, like when you when you showed me the other night, it does look and feel fantastic. Yeah, but hold it up. Let me I, see. I can't bring myself to switch. Oh no, not that, and I'm not asking other people to. This is specifically just for me. Now, wait a minute. Is, does that feel funny in your hand? Yeah, it feels like I, a golf ball. Well, <laughs> it's not that. I'm, I'm talking about, is it, is it fat? It's 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 pretty thin. Uh, it You know, it tapers off on all the edges, and the edges yeah. are very thin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's still kind of slippery to hold, even with the dimpled backside. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, um, which is why I kind of wish I had bought the case for it, but they wanted like eighty bucks for oh a piece my of gosh. for a piece of leather that that actually is kind of dysfunctional because it covers the whole phone. That's basically, ridiculous. once you're done with the phone, you put it back in and you can't access anything to it. So I'm like, no, that's pretty stupid. I could make something for that. Dude, just <laughs> slap some Sugru on that and make make yeah. a bumper case or something. Yeah, seriously. So no, I I just got the phone and. The the reason I wanted it, the the specific reason I was getting these phones was for simplification. So, uh, yeah, I think as far as an experience with a phone, this is probably the purest, most distilled it's way to have a phone. Yeah. It's just a phone. Yeah. Aside so, from the price, I I could possibly use it if I went about it the way that they they suggest on their website because I'm looking at the website right now and it's yeah. to get the most out of it. Use call forwarding. So activate call forwarding from your smartphone so you can right. take calls, but skip all the notifications. So it's like, okay, I'm home. I don't need to be checking everything else, but I'm not going to miss a call if it's important or have twin SIM cards, you know, yeah. which is the same thing. And you can just swap back and forth between the two that maybe, but I cannot under good conscience, drop $300 on a phone that does not actually help me like the the 7 plus I put some big money down and that was because I know that I use it constantly like this is my camera this is the way that I do 50% of my work yeah Um, when I'm checking in with students uh, for church or I'm updating our Facebook page I'm half the time I'm at the store or something and I just pull my phone out of my pocket and I do it. So I cannot give up my smartphone because it's such a key part of getting things done. But I totally agree with the constantly being inundated with uh, notifications and, you know, Oh, what's happening in the news and stuff like that. Yeah. There's times where I've just like, okay, do not disturb mode. Don't bother me. Yeah. See, now yeah. I took a different approach as you guys know, I, <clears throat> I got rid of Facebook 
I never really had Twitter. Uh-huh. I know. Or, or any of the others. The only only social media that I have is Instagram, and I don't even have the app on my phone anymore. Right. You barely get on. I still have it active, but I don't use it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the last photo I took was maybe a couple days ago, only because I just did. Mm-hmm. And then the one before that was probably months. Yeah. And so it was just because, like you, Jared, I don't like the whole bombardment of these notifications of oh hey somebody like this or somebody tweeted this or whatever yeah Mm -hmm. and i just you know leave me the heck alone yeah and unless you want to um talk to me then i don't want to hear yeah from you you well and that's and that's the exact same approach i took except i sort of did the opposite where it's like yeah i'll keep facebook just to make people at home happy and you know Mm-hmm. that way i can stay in touch because of the the ministry i'm in etc cetera, etc cetera. but if you want to talk to me yeah, you can't me. like use iMessage. you need to either send me you know basic text message or call me and i encourage yeah. calling please <laughs> and i've always that's always something Let me at that's least have that basic human interaction um is that um i don't know if i should say this or not because our parents will probably watch this or listen to it. Oh, no, I'll say it for you. Mom will always text instead of call. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm not scared anymore. I love you, Mom. <laughs> but, but like, I will call and, like, you won't pick up and then you'll text me and be like, what'd you need? I love how Mom's been called out twice in this in this one podcast. <laughs> we we love our mother. Yes, we do. We do. But oh, I'll tell you back. what, it, it even, like, in high school when smartphones were first starting to become popular and stuff like that. Um, and she would text me these long messages yeah. that could have been said in 30 seconds on the phone. Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, one of those things where I'm just like, there are actually times when I have called her back after receiving a message from her. I'll mm-hmm. actually just call her, give her my answer and hang up. Yeah. Instead of typing it all out. Well, I, I think it's more you use your better judgment. Is this going to be a long conversation or not? Right. You know, I do that to dad sometimes. You know, he'll ask me something or or he'll do it to me where I ask him something and he's just like, hey, you know what? I'm I'm actually about to drive. You know, I I'll I'll text you or actually I can't text you anymore. I got to call you. So I think it's just based on uh, the need mm-hmm. of the moment. So, but I do find it funny because me being in that really weird window of time when phones started to become ubiquitous. So I got my first phone, I believe when I was a sophomore in high school, maybe, maybe a junior in high school. And it was just a dumb Nokia phone, um, a 3310. It was fantastic, but we didn't have a texting plan. Because, you know, you had to have a texting plan at the time. And I remember asking mom why not. And she said, because it's 10 cents a text and you could just pick up the phone and call. Transfer to today, where our parents are the ones who text most often. And, mm-hmm. well, and so with, with our peers, you know, people, it's easier to type out your thought instead of put it together in the moment and put words together. Which I think is actually part of the the joy for me with like this podcast is it's easy to get, you know, our, 
our group chat going and everything, but it's completely different to actually sit down and have a conversation, yeah. even if we're, you know, sometimes 1,600 miles apart. And I think it just requires more effort and not taking the easy road. Right. And being like, you know what, I am going to set aside an hour or I'm going to set aside, you know, 15 minutes and we're just going to uh, talk face to face. So that's that's one of the things I like about this podcast is it's encouraging that and not letting us drift apart when the majority of people I know who have siblings, they don't talk to them. And I find that so bizarre. Like I was talking yeah. to people at church and they were complaining about their um, their brother or their sister or something like that. And they're like, now we only talk like every six months or so. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like right. I have two brothers and a sister who are my best friends. Like I, it does not make sense to me how siblings cannot be friends. And then I realized yeah. that we are the exception to the rule. We are not normal. <laughs> right. Like we, right. we are super siblings. I, I don't know how it happened. And I remember mom all the time saying, you know, you are stuck with each other forever. Yep. Friends families, go, but families forever. Yep. And I hated it at the time, but she was so right because mm-hmm. now at 29, my best friends are my brothers and my sister. And I, I don't understand how it happened, but I'm really glad it happened. Maybe because we hated each other's guts when we lived in the same house. Well, yeah, that's also because you're four years younger than me, Seth. And four years is an eternity when you're a teenager. Yes, yeah. it is. Especially when the older one holds it over your head. Well, it's not my fault that I'm always right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Keenan, you remember how Dad would make us sit back to back when we were fighting? Oh, yeah, I remember that. That yeah. was great fun. Actually, there were a couple and, times when Maya and I fought. He'd make us sit face to face in a chair. Do you remember when he had us sit back to back though, Keenan? And Dad tried to make us laugh by going back and forth throughout the hallway, like acting like a superhero. Like, really? Actually, no, I don't remember that because. We were faced at an angle, so I was faced toward the computer desk, oh, right. and you were faced down the hallway, so he was doing it I was you. cracking up la- or trying to not because I <laughs> thought I was in trouble. I was um, laughing I at myself. Laugh. I was laughing at myself at the same time because I imagined that I had burped, even <laughs> though I hadn't actually burped. What? Because Keenan and I cannot burp. Yeah, right. that is true. You guys are cursed with a broken diaphragms or something. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. And it sucks because it comes out the other end, <laughs> or it doesn't come out. It doesn't come out at all, and then we just feel like sick after Wasn't we it eat. Just like a yeah. couple weeks ago, Keenan, you like were rolling on my floor in pain because you couldn't burp because you ate something. Jared, you'll never understand the pain and agony that you get. <laughs> no, it, you it can just good. if if you feel the sensation like you need to burp, just don't. <laughs> just don't. Just Choose not just to. hold it in for hours on end. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Until it finally goes away. Pop as many tums as you can until yeah. you feel better. You should just like carry around a bottle of gripe water for babies and, and just swig <laughs> on that. <laughs> See if that helps you. It's a little shot glass. Yeah. Like... <laughs> you, you don't understand, Morty. Morty, Morty, this helps. <laughs> <laughs> it helps with the pain, Morty. Morty, yeah. it, it, it helps me forget. Oh. <laughs> So, let's see, what else was on our list? 
Oh, yeah. So last time we talked about apps that we need, which doesn't really apply to Keenan anymore. Uh, so I need I need an app that lets me make phone calls. Hey, look, hey, I got one. You shut up. <laughs> okay. Hey, actually, what real is, quick, Keenan, this is right up your alley. Okay. What is an album that we need to be listening to right now, and why? One album. Kaleo. I thought that was a band. Yeah, their their album AB. Okay, so the Logan trailer just came out yesterday. Trailer two. Right. Trailer two, the final X-23. trailer. Twenty three. I'm so the, super excited. The song that was played in that trailer was from this band called Kaleo. Jared's the one who pointed it out. I'm like, wow, this is actually really good. And I downloaded the whole album because it was eight bucks on iTunes. I'm like, wow, this is actually awesome. Mm-hmm. And it came out last year, and I'm so mad that I didn't find out about it last year. I found out about it now. It would have made up for some of 2016. <laughs> no, actually, you know, actually, 2016 was a pretty good year as far as music I, goes. I just so. like joking about how bad it was. Yeah. Well, let's let's stop bringing it up. 20 XS. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember, Jared. Didn't you say that if Carrie Fisher died? Yes. Then you were you were officially going to write off 2016, and Riley was just going to be born in 20XX. Yep. Are you are you, are you going to hold to that? No. That's, oh my gosh! It's it's like as the year was ending, it's just hey, let me twist the knife that is everything that happened, and take away your princess Leia. You know, it's just ridiculous. But but they did not take away our Stanley. Yeah, that's true. Or Betty White. Or Betty White. Yeah. Thank goodness. How is Betty White outlived? How is Betty White and William Shatner outlived so many people? (laughs) Think about how old William Shatner is like 81 years old. And the guy's like. Betty White's 95. I know. And Stanley's what, 94? Oh my gosh. You know the guy who. I just looked this up today because we watched uh, Wallace and Gromit. And the guy who plays Wallace, the voice. He's in his 90s too. He's turning 96 February 1st. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Stan Lee turned 94 on December 28th. And Betty White turned 95 um, January 17th. Wow. Yeah. Oh, and to make it worse, Dick Van Dyke, 91. Bob Barker, 93. Angela Lansbury, 91. Basically, we've reached that point where all of the people that are famous, that we're aware of because of social, not social media, but just pop Our culture. parents' generation. Just pop culture in general. It's reaching that point where people are going to start dying, like, more and more right. frequently, and it sucks. Yeah. You know, now, it was different before because you didn't know about the people. <laughs> now that we know about the people, here's, it's here's what sad. I'm wondering though. Here's what I'm wondering though: is um, is it going to be this sucky in the future when people from our generation, like like the '90s, mm-hmm. okay, or early Morris is dead. Those band, <laughs> the, <laughs> those band members, or like say now. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking of Spears. like early Britney Spears. Yeah. Okay. Well, Britney you Spears know. might die early because you know, <laughs> you never know. But it's just like in the future when those people start dying off. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we'll be dying off too. So whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not particularly fond of Britney Spears, so I know it was a horrible example, but that's the only person I could. See, that's with. the thing. Time will tell us 
who remains relevant, mm-hmm. who is from our generation. Yeah. Because there are so many people, there are so many actors who are just as old as Dick Van Dyke mm-hmm. or, you know, Betty White, those people <clears throat> who were relevant at the time when they were all like in their 30s. Right. Who they died. Nobody really missed them. So yeah, these true. are the people that have, you know, remained famous and stood the test of time. So who knows who's going to be famous when we're, you know, pushing, almost pushing daisies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so Seth, what's an album that we need to know of? You guys never liked my music. So well, that's I, why you need to convince us to listen to it. Um, <clears throat> trying to think if there's an, any new ones that I've uh, recently, really recently done. Um, I think the most recent album that I've listened to that I, I really loved was, and I actually saw the, um, I discovered them because I was going to see a band in concert and they were um, opening for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to... Um, uh, for today's farewell tour. Oh yeah, I heard about uh, that. And, yeah. and uh, this band called Wage War was uh, one of the open opening acts, and they have their very first album called Blueprints. That it just blew me away. And now you guys don't really care for heavy metal or anything like that, which is totally fine. You know, that's to each his own. But I've always enjoyed heavy metal in the aspect, as long as the lyrics are um, healthy. Yeah. um, Then I I am, once the lyrics are healthy, then I'm actually able to focus on what I love about the genre, which is the music. Mm -hmm. Um, There are a couple songs. And I, I will tell you that this album blew me away because of, um the not only the lyrics in it are fantastic mm-hmm. but the music is phenomenal especially because it's their freshman album hmm. yeah it's their very first album and it actually sounds like these guys have been doing it like this is their third third album or so yeah that's what it sounds like cool but it's yeah. they're they're first starting out they're only like early 20s you know my age and it's i don't know it was really good and and i think it's worth it's worth checking out because i mean even for someone who doesn't like heavy metal you may even call it post hardcore because they have clean vocals in the in there so it might be kind of like under oath uh no because under oath was a lot more heavy metal oh really right like there Uh, were some under oath songs that i did like Mm-hmm. Like uh, the, Desperate Times, Desperate Measures was a really good one. An- another um, band that I would suggest for somebody who, um, you know, may like mu- musically heavy metal but doesn't care for the screaming would be uh, We Came as Romans, their latest album, which is self titled. Um, I think it's probably their fourth studio album. I'm not sure, but they have <clears throat> actually detached themselves almost from the heavy metal screamo genre mm-hmm. um, to where it, it almost just sounds like some heavy rock, hmm. 
which is fantastic. They their lyrics have always been good, and they're yeah. they're a great band. But nice. we came cool. as Romans is good too. So the the album that I'm gonna <clears throat> recommend, I heard about a few weeks ago, actually thanks to the um, top fifty podcast by Relevant Magazine. So shout out to that. Um, they just they always have good music. Yeah, they they had tons of great great ones, but this one. Uh, the album's called Phase by the artist Jack Garrett. This guy is phenomenal. He does all the music himself. Like, even on stage, he is making every sound. There's not oh, a nice. traveling band that goes with it. So it is It's a type of music that even if you don't normally listen to, it's not like pop. It's, it's not tech... It's not electronic. It's just it's its own thing. And even if you're not normally into like what you would think is that style of music, you can't help but bob your head to it. It's oh. just so I bought it and I just I danced around the living room with with Riley. I was just like, this is great. I love this. What's so, the name of the album? Phase. Let's see if I can actually pull up a, a clip. Tell her I owe it to every heartbeat. Tell her I owe it to every exhale. Tell her I owe it to, owe it to her hands upon my chest. Oh, won't you breathe life into these dead lungs? I keep under my coat. Oh, 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 oh. So all of that is him on stage. Nice. It's it's phenomenal. So I I once I heard about it, I um, grabbed a a couple YouTube videos and everything. And I was just like, man, this is super cool. So it's not just because like the music itself is awesome, but the way in which it's made, I think, is awesome. So yeah. Um, so yeah, you guys send me um, some links, and I'll add that to the podcast description. That way, sure. listeners can check out you know one or two songs from each of the albums that we recommended. So. Let's have a closing thought for anything from what we talked about today. Uh, I don't know. Does anybody have a closing thought? Um, I pre-ordered the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was a brilliant move by Nintendo to release the Switch uh, around the same time all adults are doing their taxes. Aha. <laughs> nice. See, that's the thing. Most consoles get released around like the holiday period you know so parents are going to pick them up for their kids mm-hmm. but this release is in march and there aren't that many games at launch which honestly doesn't really bother me because as long as i got zelda i'm okay <laughs> i would um, like to give the super siblings a pat on the back for um although i did not just demonstrate this just now that uh we gave each other room to speak we did. Sorry, we did better than the last time. <laughs> yeah. Well, last time was kind of messy anyway. Well, so. We still don't know what we're doing. I, I still cut Keenan off, so I kind of just was a hypocrite there. But, yeah. you know, whatever. Hey, hey, we don't cut each other off, though. I mean. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> My closing thought, yeah. the Apple AirPods, wow, awesome tech. They just aren't worth it for 160 bucks, or the mm-hmm. 300 that they're Tending to go on for eBay, so I'm selling mine. If anybody wants to give me three hundred bucks, no thanks. Uh, no, I spent three hundred bucks already. They just don't fit into my ears well. Uh, they don't stay put. If if you have bigger ear holes, 
than they might fit. But um, yeah, the tech is awesome. The idea is awesome, but it they just don't work for me personally. So, anyways, uh, all right. So, what about this? so Seth? What about you got anything else? That's what uh, the pretty... heck was that? <laughs> that was my text message tone. It needs to die. I'm definitely so not every. Every time, every time I get a text message, it does this. Makes me want to grab a gun and shoot it. <laughs> Sounds like a bird. It's awesome. There's something in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.